Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, it's a false count anywhere Friday, and we have our WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports. Mark Henry joins me today, and we talk about the entire week of the pro wrestling world, starting with Becky Lynch and her saying on Monday Night Raw that she's pregnant. We get Mark Henry's take and his congratulations on today's show. Also, we get into a little bit of the dark side of the ring. And you know what else we talk about? is yes the comments on leo rush a lot to get into on a false count anywhere friday we do that right now on the busted open podcast and man i i consistently say it each and every friday when you and i do the show together mark it's amazing to me that during this time where so many forms of entertainment and sports are completely on stop the world of pro wrestling keeps rolling and there is always news. And when you look at what happened throughout this entire week, especially going back as far as Monday, so much news to talk to you about on a false count anywhere Friday. Yeah, man, this this has been one for the ages, man. I, I thought that even even go go far as back as Sunday, Dave, uh, because you can't really mention Monday without mentioning Sunday because of the pay per view. That's right. And. And in the latter match, and you know, Oscar uh, winning the briefcase, which led to Monday, and Becky coming out and saying that, you know what, Oscar, um, you didn't just win the briefcase, you win what's inside the briefcase. And she fumbled around with it for a second. <laughs> but got the code and was able to open the briefcase. And the look on Oscar's face was really shocked. And I wonder if she knew. I wonder if she knew that that was what was going on because she's a, she's a hell of an actress or they got her. I think they got her, Dave. And Becky followed that announcement with a bombshell, a nuclear weapon of her own, saying that you go and be a fighting champion and I'll go and be a mom. And my eyes started welling up. And I just felt like, you know what, man? Sometimes there's something bigger than wrestling. Humanity is bigger than wrestling. The most focused I've ever been in my life 
was when my first was being born. And I this is going to be an unbelievable time for her. I'm happy for her. Yeah, and Mark, this is kind of unprecedented when you think about it because, yes, we've lost major superstars because of early retirement, because of injury. You see it not only in pro wrestling but in the sports landscape where, you know, at fa- father time is undefeated when it comes to being an athlete. And at one point, your favorite superstar is going to step away. But when you look at pro wrestling right now, especially, Mark, the last couple of years in pro wrestling, the women have really come out to the forefront. And when I look at the WWE, Becky Lynch is, to me, the most popular superstar in the WWE. And she's starting a family. Congratulations to her, like you said. But this is kind of uncharted waters because it's like, she truly is the biggest superstar in the WWE. And she's male or female. Away. Yeah, male or female. Uh, yeah, I'm not just talking about, you're right. I'm not just talking about, you know, most popular w- woman wrestler. I'm talking about the most popular wrestler in the WWE, period. And she's stepping away to start a family. And, you know, I see a lot of speculation on social media. Oh, she's going to be gone for at least a year. Oh, she, she may be gone for at least two years. Hell, Mark, she might be gone for good. You know, um, when you well, when not, you make the let's not be hasty. I know, no, but I'm just saying that when, and I know for myself, Mark, when you start a family, your priorities completely change and completely yeah. shift. You know, from you know what what was most important to me and what was on the top of my list when it came to pr- priorities completely changed when Abigail came into my life. Once Abigail came into my life, that was the number one priority. Everything else was secondary after that. Yeah. So when it comes to Becky Lynch, you know, if you really look at it, Mark, she's accomplished more than any other women's wrestler maybe in the history of pro wrestling. When you look at where she started from, how she fought her way to the top, you know, uh, being a huge part of the of the WWE's women's evolution and revolution, and then main eventing WrestleMania 35, and winning you know, both titles. Yes, and then and then holding. You know, she had a Daniel Bryan moment at WrestleMania 35. I'm sure if you asked her to write down her goals when she first started wrestling, she surpassed those goals in her wrestling career. So. To me, hey, you know, the future is a big question mark when it comes to Becky Lynch because I would think now it's all about her happiness and her family. And it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens. And listen, she's a future WWE Hall of Famer. She's going to be that type of superstar that every once in a while pops on TV and gets a ratings pop because that's how much she's loved by the WWE universe. So, the future is definitely uncertain. All I'm saying is to people on social media, don't rush this. Don't set parameters like, oh, she's going to be back in a year. She's going to be back. You really, really don't know what the future holds for Becky Lynch. You know what? I, it's, it's not a death sentence. Like, you know, she's going to be a mom. She's going to go away for uh, a year and get on her feet, get the baby in order, and then – you got to look at the WWE now. You look at it currently. You look at their look at Tamina. Look at uh, Lacey Evans. Like there, there's other moms that are wrestling. 
Yes. You know, and there, there has been throughout history. Um, I feel like that Becky is going to be more focused. She's going to be able to say, you know what, I'm, I'm not just doing this for me. Uh, there was a time when I was the, when I was champion before I did this for me, but now I'm doing this for little girls like my daughter. Wow. Now I'm doing this because I want to let the women of the world know that you can be whatever you want to be. And when she comes back, it's going to be an unbelievable time in wrestling because she is going to be able to hold up that banner. You know what, Mark? That's a great point by you, and you're 100% right. And I'll bring up Goldberg, and I know Goldberg's name brings a lot of controversy when it comes to a lot of wrestling fans. And he was somebody that was out of wrestling, and I think he was happy with being out of wrestling. But one thing he wanted to do when he beat Kevin Owens for that WWE championship is he didn't do it for himself. He accomplished everything he wanted to. And he, I think he kind of closed the book on pro wrestling for himself. But he did it for his son. He wanted to show his son that, hey, this is who I was and this is who I am. And I, I, I'm sure more than anything else, the joy he must have felt of being you know, in a ring with a championship title over his head with his son at ringside. And then, you know, going through the journey to be at WrestleMania 33 with his son at ringside to, yeah. to get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame with his son and his wife in attendance. I'm sure, like, his priorities shifted about how he felt about pro wrestling because of his family and especially his son. I think so. I think that, that was a really great analogy in putting those together. Uh, Becky will be able to come back and do that. Uh, right now, it's cool to see uh, the other women holding the banner up while she's gone. I think that Oscar winning uh, was the best move. And we talked about this for the last year. Why, even since WrestleMania last year. Like, man, why didn't Oscar get a shot? Why didn't Oscar get a shot? And now we finally got our wish. So Oscar is fighting on the top of the mountain now. Everybody's going to be coming for. It's usually been the opposite. It's usually been Oscar was one of those that was trying to get to the top and knock off the champion. How is Oscar going to be as the champion? And will she be able to have the same energy and fervor that she had as a challenger? Well, that's the thing, Mark. And we see this, like, again, not just in pro wrestling, but in sports in general. Who's the one that's going to grab that mantle? Who's the one that's going to be, hey, now there's a, a void that needs to be filled. And this is a big void, Mark. It's going to be hard to fill this void left by Becky Lynch. Yeah. So who's going to, you know, if I'm somebody on that WWE roster, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm licking, my li I'm, I'm licking my lips a little bit here saying, you know, I want this to be me. Like, yeah. I want to fill that void. This is my opportunity. So this is an opportunity, not just in the women's division, but entirely in the WWE. I want to be the most popular. I want to be the one that's, you know, trending on, on, on social media. When the crowds come back to pro wrestling, I want to be the one that's, you know, getting my name chanted like Becky's name would be chanted. Like, if I'm, if I'm a wrestler on the WWE roster, I want to fill that void. I think so, but, you know, you also got to look at it like the void, I think, was already filled with Oscar getting the title. 
because we we look we talked about the matches that she had. The matches that she had with Sasha was unbelievable. The match that she had with um Bailey when Bailey was actually uh the good Bailey that we all knew and loved spectacular match. And the matches that she had with with uh with Ronda unbelievable. So why not have her be champion and have her fight from the top? But look at the options. We've we've had so many other women come and step up to the plate. And I I, I really do think that uh, Tamina and Naya being around is unbelievable. I mean, I, I you 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 it's hard pressed to to beat people that could put you in jeopardy. Naomi came on this year. Naomi came on like gangbusters. And of course, you know, without mentioning, you know, Sasha and Bailey, mm-hmm. you know, like the 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 depth pool is really, really high. It's really high. And and I, I don't know. I don't know who that person is gonna be, but I, I I realize that we have a lot of options and I'm excited to see on all brands. I don't think that it should just be raw or just should be SmackDown. I think that the women's revolution is bigger than one show. I mean, we had the evolution pay-per-view. You can almost have the evolution show where all women wrestling on a show, which (laughs) if it happened, that would be my favorite show because, you know, you look at Charlotte and uh, Charlotte is, is, is arguably, we, we say it all the time. We, we feel like Charlotte is the most talented female wrestler in the world on any brand outside the WWE in the WWE. Charlotte is the one. What are those matches going to look like? We, we, you, you remember the WrestleMania with Oscar and Charlotte? (laughs) Oh my God. Like, I know. we, probably the best match on the card. It was probably the best match of WrestleMania. Yep. So we got a lot to look forward to. And I and think that Becky will be coming right back in to as strong a field as it was even before she left. Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport. And Sirius XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game, brings that passion to you. And you In each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds, bitter rivalries, and so much more. There's nothing like a Derby Day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Pandora app and searching more than a game. All right, talking about the women's division in the WWE right now, it's amazing, Mark, during the break, you threw out names that I didn't even think of that are up there, too, that could be the next, like like a Lacey Evans, like a Bianca Belair. I mean, there are so many. And we so mentioned many... Rhea Ripley. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just so many. There's, there's probably 30 women. And if, if you look at Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, there is enough talent to have its own branded show. Yeah. Is that the bath phone ringing? The bath phone's ringing? 
That's need the bat save, phone. You need to save somebody. Are you ready to get out? I think we should go out to the Busted Open Nation early today because we haven't been able to get to a lot of phone. We've had a lot of amazing guests this week, so we haven't had a lot of time to go to phones. So 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT93. As I said, Mark, everything's on the table. Also at 11 a.m. Eastern time, Mark, it's the return of your slippers showing right oh, here on Busted Open. I thought going to say return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. Oh, my God. Let's go out to the Busted Open Nation. Let's go to the nation. Let's go out to Jay in St. Louis. Jay, what's going on, buddy? Happy Falls Cup Anywhere Friday, guys. How are you guys doing? What's up, my friend? Um, It's been a great week. Um, I wanted to touch on um, Becky Lynch's announcement on Monday. Um, It was really, really emotional to watch. Um, My wife and I, we were watching it. Um, She actually, she found out um, right before I did what she was going to say, but she, I didn't know what was going to be said. I was just told that it was a major announcement, but she wanted to watch it with me. Uh, So she made sure that I paused it before, you know, so that way she could uh, be there to watch it with me. And we got, uh, we were very emotional, uh, watching it together. Um, because we are also, um, we just found out recently that we are expecting our first, um, Ooh, as well. Congratulations. So it was, look at you. Yeah. Yeah. I um, know what you've so been we, doing. Was, so what are you, are you calling to find <laughs> out who the father is or. Oh, I'm Jerry kidding, Springer. Jay. I'm kidding, Jay. Congratulations, man. Oh, Damn. no, Dave, that was that was great, man. That was oh wow, that was that was well timed. Um, I'm just saying. And we actually found out it, it was not it was not a. Uh, I, I did we did some some math and date searching. Um, it, the it was it's not going to be a quarantine baby. It's going to be just before quarantine started. Uh, we we found out because that, that was my first thought was that it was a quarantine baby. Um, but back uh, <laughs> to kind of the serious part. Um, but watching watching Becky's, you know, um, and uh, my wife actually tweeted Becky after the she made her announcement because as a you know soon to be mother, you know, uh, actually this December, um, you know, she, she could understand, you know, and she could really you know, emotionally, you know, empathize and, you know, feel like, you know, what, not, not exactly what Becky's doing because Becky has to leave her job, you know, for, you know, indefinitely right now, we don't know if and when she'll come back. And my wife is lucky enough that, you know, she can still go to her job once schools remain. Um, but it was really, really cool for us as, you know, people to identify with, you know, Becky Lynch, you know, the, the character and then um, Rebecca Quinn, the actual person. Um, and if, and, and she ever does come back, we'll, you know, really connect with her even more. Um, but not, to, but not to congratulations to, uh, to her and Seth. Uh, I know that they're going to be amazing parents, but it was just a, it was a really, really cool moment to, you know, experience that announcement, uh, with Becky, you know, together and stuff. So. All right, well, Jay, man, congratulations again. Congratulations, man. You're going to have a tough time if it's a boy. Do you call it Mark? Do you call it David? That's going to be a tough decision for you, Jay. If it's a female, call call the baby uh, Gabby. When it's time time for its naps and everything, I'll make sure I say it's time for some sleepy time bobos. There you go. It's time for some sleepy time bobos. Good phone call, Jay. And you know what? That's, That's a cool story because it's like, 
they're going to remember that. That was like it coincided with, you know, Becky Lynch making that announcement yeah. on Monday Night Raw, Mark. And that's, again, that's, you know, you and I talk about this. And you and I are very, like, nostalgic type of people. Like, we like to talk about, you know, things in, in, in a lighthearted way. And we're also very emotional people. We wear our hearts on our sleeve. And that's part of the reason why I love pro wrestling is that, a lot of my memories from my childhood with my dad, you know, are with wrestling. A lot of the memories with my daughter when she was younger with wrestling. So for Jay, you know, to, to have that memory, every, you know what? Like, I'm sure, like, many years from now, he's going to sh be showing his child matches of Becky Lynch and telling the story of, like, when they found out, when she found out. So that, that's really, really cool, Mark. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm always reading text messages from you know, people and uh, Becky, I sent her a text and I said, oh, as I, I mean, 717, right after she made it, and she, I knew she was still in the ring, but I had to, I had to send her a message. And when she did finally uh, get the message and, and respond to me, I said, I'm so happy for you. You deserve it. I was like, you made me cry, damn it. I was like, and Mark is a good Scottish name. <laughs> and, and she said, oh, I'm sorry I made you cry. She was like, thank you so much. And a bunch of happy emojis and crying emojis. And like, man, they're good people. Like, at the end of the day, like, we, we can credit them for being great pro wrestlers. But her and Seth are good people, man. I mean, that kid is going to grow up in a love and you know, a really affluent environment because mama and daddy got money. <laughs> they, well, that kid well, is going to be Richie Rich, spoil well, riding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some really good baby <laughs> toys for that one. But also, too, athletic as well, you know, with Becky yeah. and Seth. You know, they really, you know... Um, you know, they, they thrive on their athleticism. So I'm sure that that baby's going to be like in a really good place, just like healthy and stuff and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, again, congratulations to Seth and to Becky. And again, it's who's going to be the next one up. Who's going to fill that void of popularity. He's Rick Kamler. Come on, man. He's Antonio Daniels. Cam, you got to give me more. Together, they host Give and Go. You've lost six games in a row. You just had a terrible ending of regulation. I'm rolling the dice. A player's worst enemy is Himself. Of course he's going to want to play because he's a competitor. You don't get to that level without competing. But just because you want to be on the floor at all times, that does not mean that's what's best for you at that time. Give and go. Weekdays from 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM NBA Radio. Sirius 207 XM 86. When you get out of line. What the heck are you talking about? But fear not talking heads with bad hot takes and corrupt college head coaches. You're not Penske material. The world's strongest man is here to to let you know your slip is showing. I know it's been a while, but we're back. We're back with your slip is showing because it is necessary to put people in their place when it's warranted. And Tom Segura, comedian, had some interesting things to say last week, and it... It rubbed me the wrong way, and I, I said, you know what? I'm going to take the high road. I'm not going to say anything. But after a couple of days, it started to eat at me because he brought it back up, 
And then he started saying, no, wrestler, they're great stuntmen. Like, it's unbelievable the, the action that they put in the ring. Don't kiss my ass after you stab me in the back, Tom. I don't want that. No, thank you. You have disrespected every comedian that are fans of our business. We bring them in. We, we love those guys, and we, we love on everybody that respects us. You know, I mean, it's, it's you know, Ron Funches, Dan Soder, Mike Lawrence, Bruce Bruce. The list goes on of, of these really high-level comedians that we know their names, unlike your ass. So let's, let's, let, me, let me read just an excerpt from what you said, Tom. You said, I think wrestling is for, you know what, I'm not going to use the word that, I would say challenged. You said it's like the stupidest blank ever created on television. You said if you like it and you like it and, it's, and you don't realize that it's fake, you're an idiot. A bleeping idiot, might I add. And then you attack somebody that's on the Mount Rushmore of our business. When you said, I mean, are you serious? The fact that guys like The Undertaker, that's pathetic. If you're a fan, you are pathetic. I'll tell you something. One, you don't attack our people. And two, why don't you worry about your own yard right now? The state of the union is very bad for comedians. A lot of the comedians are pooling together to do shows so they can continue to eat, just like wrestlers. Do you realize that people feed their families with the business that they're in? And you would rather tear something down to bring attention on you that you're not getting already. Tom, your slip is showing. Mark, this was strong. And I rest my case. No, and this is the it problem is. that I have is, first of all, why? Like Why? You know, pro wrestling has become mainstream, and even more than that, it brings joy to so many people. I mean, especially right now, Gabby was talking about it during the last break about how, you know what, the one thing you could still depend on on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays is pro wrestling and Tuesdays. You know, like it's there. And, you know, it brings a bit of normalcy during these really, really tough times where the word normal is not used anymore. It's a new normal now. You know, it's 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 a different world. This is the one kind of link for us. And it brings so many people joy. And it's mainstream. Mark, it's big now. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's the fear of pro wrestling is bigger now than ever. You know, that ESPN talks about it and and late night TV talks about it. And a lot of these people that were fans, you know, 20 years ago are now the heads of networks and corporations. Right. Maybe it's maybe it's a fear. Maybe this man fears pro wrestling. And you know what's even worse, Mark, is like what you said. And it was so profound. If you're going to say it, say it and stand by it. Once you get your backlash then you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm actually, I'm actually a fan, and I appreciate. 
No, that's not, that is not no, true. it's not You're a liar. true. You're a liar. Because if you appreciated it and you were a fan, you wouldn't have said the shit that you said. And I hope nobody accepts his apology. Because it's a bullshit apology. It was out of necessity. It was out of the fact that people started coming for him. Like, come on, man. You know that was ridiculous what you said. It was hurtful. He was not trying to, you know, I, I, I've had a couple of people that were, you know, Ivy League intellectual types say, well, I mean, it's kind of like entertainment, but it's really just, you know, it's a soap opera. I was like, yeah, but soap operas make billions of dollars. It's an it's a, it's a honest industry. It's the same thing. Pro wrestling in Hollywood, there, there's really no difference other than the fact that one is cinematic and the other one is, is, is live action. They tell stories of all kinds. And, you know, this whole, well, you have to be living under a rock to think that, you know, pro wrestling is real. Did, did, did he think he was breaking ground? That he was doing a, a John Stossel report on 2020 or 60 Minutes? Or was he just trying to be hurtful? And that's the latter is what I think it was. He was trying to be hurtful so he can boost his own attention because he knew that saying that, people would say, who, who's, who is this guy? And they would Google him. Well, I hope you enjoyed your numbers the short time you got them. Because now I am I just I call on every fan that's ever been a fan to drop this guy like a bad habit. He's useless. You don't have to like it. Nobody's telling you that you have to like it. You but why like bash it. something that people enjoy and then make fun of the people that watch it? I mean, my God, you talk about just using <laughs> phrases and words that, you know, we've been hearing hurtful stuff. for years. Yeah. I can only compare it to racism, the things that he said. I heard somebody use the, the, the term that he used. And I'm not saying this term because I have so much love and respect and admiration for people that were born challenged. But when I, I hear the, 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 the word retard, I think of the N-word. You could ask my wife. You could ask anybody close to me. I hate that word. It hurts my soul. And for him to use that, means that he's got a dark place in his heart, man. Like, it, it goes beyond making news. The, the guy's broken inside. It's horrible. And you would think now in 2020, first of all, using terminology like he used, that somebody wouldn't do that. And second of all, to just, you know, kind of generalize people, which he did, and then, and then, after making the statement that he did, turns around and says, "Well, I'm just joking, you know. I I'm actually just love joking. wrestling <laughs> because, because as oh, he found out good. the hard way, and and something that we know firsthand every time we turn on a microphone, Mark, is that the pro wrestling fan is hardcore. They are hardcore." 
And, you know, maybe a lot of younger fans don't have to deal with it. But, Mark, you know, as fans that have been around as long as you and I have as far as watching pro wrestling, these are things that I heard when I was in grade school. Right. And he you know better what I'm be saying? damn glad that it's this current time and it's not 10, 15 years ago when he would have went to the gym that he works out in, if he works out, I doubt it. Um, one, of his, one of his so-called uh, people that he fans or somebody that was not a fan of his would hear what he said, and they would take him to task for it. Hey, how about you say that to my face? I'm a fan. Say what you said. That's what would happen. He, he better be damn glad that he's protected by the law, that's for sure. I know people that'll get on a plane and go play him a visit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not saying me. Uh-uh, I got too much to lose. No. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's people do have to take a plane to go from place to place. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You know, Careful where you walk. <laughs> yeah, because it could be a crack <laughs> in the sidewalk. You wouldn't want to trip. Oop, don't want to trip on that. No, no. Step no, on a crack, break that. your mama back. <laughs> Mark, uh, very strong. Your slip is showing. Good to have it back, my friend. So good to be back. So good to be yeah, back. It's good to have you back. 877-344-4893. 877-FIGHT93. I'm sure we have some nation mem- members that feel strongly about what you said, so give us a call. It is a Falls Count Anywhere Friday. Let's go anywhere. out to Jesse. Anywhere. Anywhere. Let's go out to Jesse in Winnipeg. What's going on, Jesse? Hey, you guys. How you doing? What's up, Good, Jesse? man. How are you? Good, good. I just wanted to, uh, say, yeah, just talk about the uh, like dark side of the ring. Like when I like when I was growing up with the uh, Road Warriors, my dad spoke of them like really highly, and he told me about like this one time, like it was like the mid '80s. He was in university, and it was just like the small show. The Road Warriors were the, were there, and he just had the utmost respect for them just because of how hard they worked and how much they got that crowd pumped. And for me, I learned a lot from that episode and it was just really enjoyable for me. It was, even though it was like a little heavy with the drugs and stuff, I think I got more admiration for who they were as a group from that show. Yeah. And you know what? And like, and Jesse, thanks so much for the phone call. Um, my father wasn't the biggest wrestling fan. He took me because, uh, because I was a fan, but he loved watching the road warriors because they looked larger than life. Mark, when you saw them and they would just go in the ring and just beat the shit out of everybody. Like, man, people would come in and they would throw them out. You know, the two guys that was in the ring with him would get beat up. They would send other guys to help those guys. They would beat them up. I mean, it was just, man, and the crowd just used to escalate. I mean, the whole term, the road warrior pop, came from, like, everybody worked for the road warrior pop. Is that not nuts? Yeah. Every wrestler that, like, hey, man, you're trying to get that road warrior pop, man. And that's what we work for. And um, the road warriors were able to add something you could be a tough guy, but there was a time when 
they would always show a sensibility to the weaker. They would attack the strong, but they would always take up for the weak. And that's what made people love them. They had layers. And uh, I, I just loved Road Warriors. I mean, you know, Hawking Animal, God rest his soul. Um, you know, he, he was he was a lot of fun to be around. And, you know, that's the thing about the dark side of the ring that you can't help but miss is the smiles, you know, like him and him and Animal, man, they just were good people. And you you wouldn't know that when you watched them at in the ring, especially like the time when they first, you know, popped up in Georgia Championship Wrestling, Mark. And, you know, and one thing that I was hoping was going to be in the episode is that story about the, uh, the Road Warriors and the Fabulous Ones back in the AWA where Vern Gagne wanted the Fabulous Ones to beat the Road Warriors. And they wanted to do it in a fashion where it was like kind of like what we talked about with the Bellas. You know, they had that twin power where one, you know, one Bella would be outside the ring and they would do the switch, but they looked so much alike you couldn't tell. Uh, they wanted to do that with the Fabulous Ones. Problem is is that Stan Lee and Steve Kern didn't look like one another. So Paul Ellering was like, you're not doing this. Like, you're not losing in it's that gonna way. It's going to make them look stupid. Yeah, it's going to make them look stupid. And, like, in the ring, Hawk told, you know, Stan Lane, like, you know, we're, we're not going with the finish tonight. And, you know, and, and a lot of people look at that as like, wow, that's not doing business. But the one thing that I think a lot of fans don't understand is that precious Paul Ellering was unlike any other manager in the history of pro wrestling. He was truly their man. Genius. But yeah. And he was a genius, but like he took care of their airfare. He took care of their travel. He took care of their hotel, you know, and he also looked out for them. So when there was a a finish to a match where he said, you know, this is actually going to hurt them and doesn't make a lot of logical sense. and It's going to make them look stupid. You know what? We're not going to go for that because I'm going to protect my guys. He truly was right. like a manager to the Road Warriors. Yeah, and and Paul Ellering is one of the guys that I, I really, really like too. He was also uh, a, a professor and an expert in in kinesiology and and, and had a lot of uh, history in physical culture. So you know, we had great conversations and. and I can see him taking care of those guys as their real manager, not as just a wrestling uh, figurehead, but like he was their real manager. And you got to look out for your people. And he had that Wall Street Journal. He always had it crinkled up in his hands. And, like, you know, that wasn't a prop. He was truly reading the Wall Street Journal because he also invested money for Hawk and Animal as well so that they had money in the future. I mean, you know, like, you just don't see that in pro wrestling. You know, yeah. you know, uh, um, you know, Bobby the Brain Heenan was manager, you know, on TV. Captain Lou Albano was the manager on TV. Like, Paul Ellering was truly the guy who looked after Hawk and Animal. Your home for all things combat sports is Sirius XM Fight Nation. Start your day with Hall of Fame Pro Wrestling Talk on Busted Open. Respect these men and women that build the business. Then, the Barak Show keeps you up to date on all things boxing. Boxing is the theater of the unexpected. And MMA guru, Luke Thomas, has you covered for mixed martial arts. Joe Rogan is the most important influencer in all of MMA. The fight game broken down like nowhere else. 
Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. On Fridays, the guest is the nation. We did leave out an invitation to a certain somebody to come on today's show. Um, said they would, did not. But that's, you know. I knew it that. It is what it is. It is what it is. I knew it. It was uh, It was destined to to not happen because it's all based on lies. You know, and for those that um, are new to the show and that weren't on social media yesterday, uh, the implications of me not being above board was brought up by one Leo Rush, who um, is quite a confused young man. You know, I, I feel sorry for him, actually, because um, he made a comment and I, I sent it to you, Guns, you know, about, um, you know, it's a shame that, you know, people of color go after people of color and never allow people to rise to the occasion. Well, I'm going to address that. Wait, can, can I can I read it for because go read it. This was read this it was because this is the tweet he sent out yesterday afternoon, you know, in regards to Mark Henry. And and knowing Mark Henry, as I do, I took exception to this because I know the truth. It says, and this is why African-American talent on the biggest platform will continue to not have equal opportunity because people like you constantly tear your own people down. A damn shame, honestly. That was from, you know, you know, you know what, Dave, listen, I am a member of Abyssinian Baptist Church, which is the pillar of the civil rights movement. That's where Martin and Malcolm met in the basement of that building. Uh, I, I, I have a, I have a place in Harlem when I, when I got my place in Harlem, it was as black as you can be in America. There's no blacker place in the world other than Africa than Harlem. You can't question my gangster when it comes to me being black. I'm unapologetically black. I'm the blackest. And when Vince came to me and said, Mark, I, I want to ask you questions as it relates to how that is. I gave him my honest. And I've always said, you know, I'd love to see more African-American people in the business. And when I came in the business, there were six black wrestlers in the entire business. And I have scoured the earth working with our talent development and I always say, hey, we need to, we need to, you know, go after some African-American talent. We need to go after some Spanish talent. We need some Indian and Asian. We, we need to get around the world. And, be, diversity. And, and, that's, and, and diversity. And that's what Vince wanted. And that's what we did. When there, there were times where stuff would come up and I would be like, listen, that's not right. And we would fix it. You know, I've, I've always, I'm, I'm on the board of the Austin Striders Track Club. I'm one of the coaches. We, we mentor people. We mentor kids. I'm also a champion for Special Olympics. And all you got to do is Google Mark Henry, Leo. Like, you can't question my character. And, and, and the biggest thing, like, you, I'm, I'm going to say what you said. I'm going to say what you said. You said that why should I have to pay for my hotel 
and rental cars. Because everybody does. The only people that don't are the new people. You have about a six to eight month grace period where you get acclimated to the road. And if you, you, you're talking about, you know, Mark Henry said that about my money, that I, I wasn't handling my money correctly. Well, there was a time when I was on the road, even though I had it, I didn't spend it. I rode in the car with four or five people sometimes. So the car would be $12 rather than $100. I didn't always stay at the best hotels. Sometimes, I, I, man, I slummed it. Like you have, got to, you have got to work out your schedule, your financial schedule. And for you to, to fix your mouth to say that, well, the catchphrase, Lashley, 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 was yours. It's his name, fool. That's his name. You were told to say something like all of us are. We're doing a job. All you had to do was say what you're supposed to say and keep your mouth shut, and you would have made money. And now you're out of work. And there's a lot of people that's out of work. And it's painful, and it hurt. And I don't wish pain on you. I wish you well. I want you to be a success. But I want you to grow up. And let's, let's look at it from a Fortune 500 company type. You got presidents and VPs. You got assistants, managers, interns. You know what interns and managers and assistants do for their bosses? Everything. If they want you to go get the laundry, go get the laundry. If you go walk, walk the dog, walk the dog. I need this to go to FedEx right now. Take it down to the mailroom. Run. I don't care if you have an Ivy League education. Go to work. But that's not what you, you, you understand because you haven't been exposed to this world. For you to complain about not wanting to drive a guy, not wanting to get a guy to water, I'm, I'm, this is your words, not mine. It's making you look like a fool. You're delusional to think that you're above getting, let's, let's say uh, Bobby Lashley. Bobby's working. He's going over something. Hey, Leo, can you give me a water? You're too good to get him a bottle of water. You can't drive him. Let me tell you about Mark Henry. I was... The most, I was you, Leo. I was troubled when I came into the business. I was already somebody, and I let everybody know. I'm Mark Henry. You better know. The undertaker, the first thing the undertaker said to me was, wow, look at that big old baby face. I said, I ain't no baby face. Who you talking to? To the undertaker. 
I threatened Shawn Michaels' life and got banished to Canada, just like you got banished. But I didn't have somebody like Mark Henry saying, hey, WWE, give him another shot. Don't fire him. They didn't fire your ass because of me, the guy that you're criticizing. I came back from Canada with a new understanding of what pro wrestling was. It took me time to learn that. And I don't want to come across as preaching because this has been a great show. We had so much fun. And I'm defending myself to the world. I'm not defending myself to you. You'll get it one day. And when you do, I'm going to have my hand out to shake your hand and say, I'm so glad you got it. I'm so glad you made it. I'm never going to throw salt at you. So don't throw salt at me. It's making you look bad, not me. God has been very good to me. Gave me the heart to understand this world in a way that you wouldn't ever understand. It's going to take time for you to get my understanding. I've disappointed a lot of people in my life. I've disappointed my family, my wife, my kids, the people that I've worked with, but I've made it my mission to make up for all of those wrongs. And I just hope that you can do the same because, listen, I got my angel right here. Got my angel right here. Little black angel. No weapon formed against me or prosper, Leo. I'm one of God's chosen. And I'm one of wrestling's royalty. You can't hurt me. And when I say that, I mean it from the WWE, who brought me into this business, to the entire business around the world, my name is spoke very highly of. At New Japan, at ROH, Impact, Power, AEW, MLW, all the bosses at the top, have my number in their phone and will call me and say, hey, Mark, thank you for respecting our business. It's happened more than once. There's a reason that I've been around for 24 years and have never been fired. I can only hope that you get it because I want you to be one of my brethren. I I've helped found a group called the Delegation. It's all of the elite African-American wrestlers around the world. The conversation last night was about you, Leo. And they were like, do you want us to come for him? What did I say? No, don't come for him. He's got to learn on his own time. You got a lot of learning to do, Leo. And it's going to start by humbling yourself. Drop the attitude. Quit acting like the world is against you. Because they're not. They're against your actions. It's not about race. 
It's about being a man, not casting blame. And when it comes to, you know, one African-American hurting another (laughs) African-American, you might want to ask somebody, man. I'm untouchable. And I am arrogant to an extent, just like you thought. When I said what I said, and I'll say what I said, you'll arguably never know anybody that knows more about this business than I do. But what I didn't finish saying that was black and cared about you when you didn't know me because you said you didn't know me, but I can go on my phone right now and I can put the text message out word for word, the conversations that we had where you thanked me, where you apologized, where you asked me what my opinion was. I went to my legal team, Harvard team, and spent an hour and a half on my dime. I have the receipts. An hour and a half to write this letter for you, which we agreed. Okay, we're going to put this letter out. And I called the WWE office. And I said, we're going to take a three-month or a three-month suspension from social media. We're going to put this letter out, and then we're going to let stuff blow over, and then we're going to try to be better. The same damn night, Leo, you posted a video of you rapping, trying to sell something. And I called you and I said, hey, man, what's, I text you. Man, what's, what's the deal? I thought we under, had an understanding. No, this has nothing to do with wrestling. This is, this is something else I make money from. You're worried about you more than you're worried about wrestling. Once you let wrestling be the president, you'll be all right. But it's going to take time. You're young. I was young and stupid once, too. And anybody that knows this business, call Dr. Tom Pritchard. Reach out to him in Nashville, Tennessee, or Knoxville, Tennessee, excuse me. And he'll tell you about me reading USA Today at practice when me and The Rock were training. They'll tell you about me being late. That me questioning authority. I I wasn't right. I was you. But look where I am now. You can turn it around. You still can. If you call me tomorrow, I'm going to take your call. That's that's humility. That's where you're going to have to grow to. And I'm done with it. I'm done with it. My daughter's handing me the mic. She was like, you rapping. <laughs> well, here's the we, mic, Dad. Get, we, get invited here, him. We, invited, we invited him on the show today. He tweeted out, I'll come on at 430. Unfortunately, Leo Rush, the show is, you know, in the morning. It's not on at 430. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, I'm available later tonight. Again, you know, the show's not on later tonight. The show's on in the morning. And then he reached out to Gabby, our producer, and 
you know, Gabby told him the hours of the show and, you know, please come on. And he never responded. So, yeah, I mean, you know, he talked a lot of him. shit on social media last Don't night. Hot, Dave. But Don't when it came time point. to come on the show <laughs> and address it man to man with you, he decided not to call in. I'm sorry, but, you know, when my friend is being ridiculed, when my friend's name is being dragged through the dirt, when I know the truth, when I know the conversations that were had, it's hard for me to kind of hold back my anger a little bit because I'm sorry. He was offered the, the invitation to come on the show. He didn't call in. And he says, for, it's always on my time. My time. I'll do it on my time. I'll do it by my rules. But I'm sorry, it's not on your time. It's not by your rules because there's structure. Now you don't have the structure. Preach. God bless. Do what you want. But you're not going to dictate when we're going to do the interview. No. The show is from 10 to noon. You are welcome to call in. Welcome to address this situation with Mark. The, the show is live, 10 to noon. You knew that, but yet you call. Hey, I called in and nobody answered. Guess they didn't want to talk to me because you called in at 5 o'clock. Moron! The show's not on at 5 o'clock. The show is on 10 to noon. 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 And you know what? Don't say you didn't know because there was a hundred tweets from your comment that said, the show's 10 to noon, 10 to noon, 10 to noon, not 4.30, not 5 o'clock, not 8 o'clock at night, not when you, you're finished with your nap after dinner, not when you're finished with dinner, not before you go sleepy time bobos. The show is 10 to noon, 10 to noon, 10 to noon, 10 to noon, Eastern wow. time. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you got ten to noon, <laughs> ten to noon, ten to noon. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156, the Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.